Chapter 64 of The Reason Why. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Tony Oliva. The Reason Why by Robert Kemp Philp. Chapter 64. 1273 why are there curious markings in walnut mahogany rosewood satinwood etc because those markings are produced by the various structure of the vessels by which the wood is formed and by successive zones of wood which indicate the periods of growth the enclosure of zone within zone is owing to the mode in which the wood is produced and the position in which it is deposited wood is formed by the leaves during the growing season and passes down towards the root between the bark and the wood of the previous year if any or in the position in which the cambium is effused and as the leaves more or less surround the whole stem the new layer at length completes a zone and perfectly encloses the wood of all former years this is the explanation of the term exogenous which is derived from two words signifying to grow outwardly for the stem increases in thickness by successive layers on the outer side of the previously formed wood that this is the mode of growth has been abundantly proved by experiment and demonstrated by accidental discoveries thus if a plate of metal be inserted between the bark and wood it will in progress of time become enclosed by the new wood which has overlaid them so in like manner if letters be cut deeply through the bark and into the wood the spaces will not be filled up from the bottom but may be seen in subsequent years overlaid by new wood a statement appeared in a daily paper during the past year to the effect that in cutting down a tree a cat had been discovered enclosed in the wood of the trunk these facts prove that the wood is applied from without again if a branch be stripped of its leaves down to a certain point it will not grow above that point and so in like manner if branches be stripped from one side of a tree the tree will not grow on that side if a circle of bark be removed from a branch above and also below a leaf it will be found that increase of size will occur below but not above that bud and so likewise whenever a ring of bark is removed from a tree the new woody fibre will not proceed from the lower but from the upper edge or's circle of the sciences and when he saw a fig tree in the way he came to it and found nothing thereon but leaves only and said unto it let no fruit grow on thee henceforward for ever and presently the tree withered away matthew twenty one twelve seventy four why have trees with large trunks a great number of leafy branches because it is by the leaves that the secretion is formed which supplies the woody fibre the number of leaves on a tree therefore generally bears a relation 
to the size of its trunk and the number of its branches. 1275. Why have poplar trees comparatively few branches and leaves? Because their trunks are comparatively small, although they grow to a great height. 1276. Why had the mammoth tree comparatively few leaves in relation to the immense size of its bark? Because the woody texture of this tree, Wellingtonia gigantea, is exceedingly light and porous. It is, in fact, lighter than cork, and therefore requires less leaf produce in its formation. 1277. Why have oak trees an abundance of leaves? Because their wood is so dense that they require a large amount of the wood-forming secretion which is supplied by the leaves. 1278. Why are the trunks of trees round? Because, generally speaking, the leaves are distributed upon branches around the trees in every direction. They consequently send down the wood-forming principle on all sides. When a trunk is unduly developed on one side, it may generally be traced to the unequal distribution of the branches. 1279. What are exogenous stems? Exogenous stems are those that grow by the addition of wood on their outer surface underneath the bark. 1280. What are endogenous stems? Endogenous stems are those that grow inwardly from the center. Trees of this class, of which palms are the best example, are almost peculiar to tropical climates. 1281. Why do endogenous stems chiefly abound in tropical climates? Because, probably, the excessive heat of those climates would interfere with the formation of wood from the sap upon the outer surface. The vascular structure of endogenous stems lying more abundantly towards their center tends to conserve the juices which in hot climates are so highly valued. Palm wine is of a delicious and cooling beverage and is procured from various kinds of palms, but especially from the coconut palm. Even the fresh sap is very refreshing. The juice is procured by cutting the tree in the upper part and attaching a vessel to the opening to receive the sap. Its flow is increased by cutting off a slice of the wood daily. I have caused thee to multiply as the bud of the field, and thou hast increased and waxen great, and thou art come to excellent ornaments. Ezekiel 16, 1282. Why have endogenous stems no bark? Because one of the chief functions of the bark in exogenous trees is to protect the sap from which the wood is formed on the outward surface, and as there is no such external flow of sap in endogenous trees, the bark is unnecessary to them, and is therefore withheld. They are furnished instead with a thin cuticle. 1283. Why do endogenous stems grow to a great height? Because as the stem grows from the center, it soon reaches that limit of diameter which its vascular structure is calculated to support, and therefore the wood-forming sap is deposited chiefly 
at the top of the stem causing it to grow to a considerable height twelve eighty four why do the various vegetable fruits ripen in succession because the author of nature has thus arranged its economy in order that the wants of living creatures may be adequately provided for some vegetable productions arrive at their perfection in the spring others in summer and others in autumn among the latter are many that require to come slowly to maturity after they are gathered by these the winter season is provided for and a surplus of the winter stock goes to supply the natural deficiency of spring o sing unto the lord a new-made song for he hath done marvellous things psalm ninety eight twelve eighty five why when seeds are sown and germination begins does the leaf germ seek the light and the root germ grow down into the earth because the creator has endowed every single seed with a vital instinct which governs its development the rootlet could more easily grow upward than downward because of the looser earth and of the exciting influences of light and moisture yet it takes the contrary course leaving the leaf germ to come up to meet the sunlight and to send down to the stem and roots the matter needed for their growth frequently indeed when seeds are thrown into the earth their natural position is reversed and when the germs first start from the seed the root germ is directed upward and the leaf germ downward what then occurs they each turn and in doing so frequently cross each other each goes to its particular duty the duty that god appointed End of chapter sixty four